Warning, the following podcast is not suitable for all audiences. Trigger warnings from the stories I cover may include violence, rape, murder, and offenses against children. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Crime Bay. This is your host, Liz, and today we will be diving into the case of Nassim Agdam, the YouTube shooter. Nassim Agdam was born April 5, 1979, in Ermia, Iran, to her father, Ismail Agdam, and her mother. Nassim also had a brother, Sharon Agdam. All four of them lived together. And as far as I read, Nassim had a pretty good childhood. She was always very aware, and at the age of seven, she decided to stop eating meat. She became a vegetarian with no influence or guidance from her family. Nassim and her family were registered members of the Baha'i faith. The Baha'i religion holds no grudge against eating meat. So she genuinely chose not to eat meat all on her own. In 1996, Nassim's father got a job offer in the United States. And even though their life in Iran wasn't bad, they decided to relocate to San Diego, California. The Agdam family had a difficult time adjusting to American culture. Nasima attended school, but found it very hard to make friends. So she isolated herself and turned to the internet. Growing into adulthood, Nasim didn't have a social life. The closest thing she had to her was her pet bunny, who she considered her best friend. In 2009, Nassim attended a protest against animal testing. Nassim believed that animals deserve the same rights as humans, and she continued to attend many PETA protests that year. In 2010, she joined YouTube under the name of Vegan Nassim, where she described herself as a vegan bodybuilder and an animal rights activist. Nassim focused on promoting healthy and humane living. With time, Nassim grew a very large audience with over 27,000 subscribers and over 9 million views. And on her Instagram page, she had over 60,000 followers. Nassim described herself as the most famous animal activist in the Turkish and Persian communities. I was going through her YouTube and it's pretty bizarre. I can't believe one of her videos actually made it onto Turkish TV. <laughs> but let's move on. In 2013, Nassim and her family moved from San Diego to Manifee, California. Their neighbors described the Agdam family as very friendly, although they wouldn't really see Nassim much because she was always indoors working on her content. Her YouTube channel audience and her social media continued to grow, but her mental health began to deteriorate. Her videos became much more bizarre, and she even began to claim that she was being targeted and attacked by anti-vegan animal businesses. She stated that they tried to kill her by stabbing a nail into her tire. Along with her fame came many questions of her mental state. In many of her videos and posts, people began to ask her if she was mentally stable. She would always reply with, I quote, 
I don't have any special or mental or physical disease. But I do live on a planet filled with disease, disorders, perversion, and injustices. In 2017, Nassim began to have problems with YouTube. She was angry at the fact that the number of views and subscribers had significantly dropped. And along with that, her monetization. It was then when she added YouTube to her list of enemies. She began to see YouTube in a dark light. She believed that YouTube was filtering and suppressing her videos. She even began protesting on street corners, holding up signs stating that YouTube was a dictatorship, where they suppressed the truth, where they discriminated against her videos, and that YouTube only wanted to promote stupidity. She went as far as to compare YouTube to Adolf Hitler. Fast forward to 2018. Following the devastating video that was posted by YouTuber Logan Paul taken in the Japan forest, YouTube once again changed its policies. It was after those changes that Nassim's revenue went down the drain. This affected her so much, she had a fallout with her family, which ended up in her moving out of the family house and into her grandmother's house back to San Diego. As Nassim's frustration towards YouTube continued to grow, so did her urge to do something about it. In March 2018, Nassim broke all contact with her family and decided to disappear. Two days later, on April 2nd, her parents filed a missing persons report with the police. At 1 in the morning the very next day, police found her asleep in her car at a Walmart parking lot. Here's a short clip of the police footage. Hi, are you Nassim? Hey, so you reported as missing. Yeah, as missing from San Diego? Yeah, I left my family. Okay, can I, can I just ask if you don't mind why you left? Okay. Do you have ID on you by chance? We're just not getting along with your family? Yeah, well, How long have you been here in Mountain View? I left home. I came here two days ago. Oh, wow. Okay. You tell anybody where you went? No, oh, Okay. You don't want to hurt yourself, do you? Oh, you don't want to hurt anybody else? You don't want to commit suicide or anything like that, right? Okay. Are you ever planning on going back home? No? <laughs> okay, fair enough. So all we're going to do, we just had to make sure that you were okay. So we're going to, we have to call your dad. We're just going to let him know that you're fine and you wish not to be contacted. Is there anything you want us to tell your parents? Okay. Okay. Alrighty. Her demeanor didn't alarm officers, but little did they know, Nassim was armed with a pistol and only 25 miles away from one of YouTube's largest offices. In the early hours of April 3rd, 2018, Nassim drove to San Bruno to a firing range where she practiced the use of her firearm. When she felt competent, she got in her car and drove to 901 Cherry Avenue the address to YouTube's headquarters. She parked her car and entered the building through a side door 
that led her to a patio full of YouTube employees. It was there during their lunch break that she pulled out her 9mm handgun and began shooting at the crowd. Employees tried to flee the area while others inside dialed 911. Within two minutes, officers were on the scene and there they found Nassim lifeless in a pool of blood. After she had fired at the crowd, she had decided to take her own life. Nassim had managed to injure three people, but luckily they were all still alive. They were rushed to the nearest hospital where they made full recovery. By 11 p.m. that night, the police had already identified the assailant as Nassim Agdam. The coroner concluded that Nassim had died of one self-inflicted gunshot to the heart and found no evidence of drugs or alcohol in her system. The day of the shooting was only two days before her 39th birthday. Whether or not Nassim was living with an undiagnosed mental illness, we will never know. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of Crime Bay. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Crime Bay Official, where I will be uploading pictures of every case we cover. Crime Bay is a podcast executive produced, researched, and hosted by me, Lisa Cervantes. Sounds designed by Ruben Solorio. You can find all source material for this episode and all others underneath the episode descriptions.